Good afternoon, and welcome to Chemical World. There you go. <laughs> I am Kenna Crampton, and I am joined in the studio for this live show with... Maggie Seldine, your very own Chemical Girl, founder, director of High Rockies Harm Reduction, and longtime Katie and K DJ. Woohoo! Yeah, shout out to Katie and K. Thanks for always letting us be here and discuss our chemicals and drugs and be here. All that good stuff. Yes, thank you for letting Ken and I be here through all the various stages and chemicals of our lives. Chemical chapters. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so excited to be in the studio for, I think, our second ever live chemical world and a very Mm -hmm. special live chemical world for August, which, of course, is Overdose Awareness Month, culminating in Overdose Awareness Day on August 31st. So, of course, for me, the color is purple. If you see a girl with long purple mermaid hair out there, it (laughs) might be me because purple is the ribbon color for opioid overdoses. So in honor of my mom, who I lost to an opioid overdose in 2006, I always like to go purple for August. And I've got a ton of exciting events coming up to tell you about today. Awesome. Yep. And it is that time of year. Well, it's kind of been that time of year for events, but um, as the summer is winding down, that's what we're doing. Things are picking up, heating up at High Rockies Harm Reduction. We survived another fabulous mountain fair, and uh, yeah, so today is August 8th, and so this is kind of one of my first fun August things. It's just our live chemical world. And then this Thursday and Friday, August 11th and 12th, um, this isn't super related to Overdose Awareness Month, but we're actually hosting the second annual Rural Peer Recovery Conference at the Hotel Colorado in Glenwood. So I'm really excited that we're going to be hosting it locally. Uh, Last year's was in Rifle and it was a lot of fun. And this is for anyone who's in the peer recovery workforce across rural Colorado. Colorado or anyone who's interested in joining or learning more about the peer recovery workforce, this is a ticketed event. So I invite everyone who's interested in this or any of the events I talk about today to head over to High Rockies Harm Reduction on Facebook and Instagram to find out more information about this and other events. But super excited about this conference. I will actually be talking about harm reduction on Thursday morning in one of the breakout groups. And then I think there's like a, there is for sure, I know. There's a comedy show following Thursday's events. So it's like a 8 to 8 ordeal pretty much on Thursday. And then an 8 to 12, we've got a few keynote speakers. We've also got John Bruna from Mindfulness and Recovery will be speaking on Thursday. And some amazing keynotes. Um, Of course, John and I are local Carbondalians. And then we've got people from all over the country coming in. So it should be a, a fun peer conference. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I was just talking to someone the other day. Um... I was just talking about how I have this public affairs show, and she asked what Chemical World was about, and I said, you know, uh, chemicals and drugs and uh, recovery and addiction and all of that fun stuff, and she let me know that she also um, be um, joined her recovery journey about 25 years ago, I think she said, but... Um, all through like a mindfulness kind of way with meditation and not through the normal... Um, avenues that people usually do like AA and stuff like that so um, which I think is starting to become a little more known that there are other ways to um, get into recovery outside of AA but even a lot of like the podcasts and stuff that I listen to when they talk about 
um, recovery, it pretty much is all about 12-step programs. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important to get the knowledge out there that there's other ways to um, make your life better when you need to get um, in recovery from substances, that it doesn't have to be a whole thing. Absolutely. And, you know, I agree. I think we are talking more and more about these different pathways out there, but we still, you know, like a lot of things are traditions are still saturated in tradition, right? Mm -hmm. And it takes a long time for culture to really catch up with what's working, with what's really going on in evidence-based practices and, you know, drug culture specifically. Like, even I couldn't really tell you what is going on on the streets today because I'm not using anymore, mm -hmm. or at least not the, the drugs that I used to get on the street. But that brings me to my <laughs> next point that, like, recovery doesn't have to mean sobriety. Like, uh -huh. recovery is exactly. well-being and mental health. And Actually, so September upcoming, let's get excited for September is recovery mm -hmm. month. So if we have time today, I actually did want to talk a little bit more about just um, what you're, you know, the multiple pathways to recovery and what it means when we look at recovery, because I think, especially for, you know, loved ones, when we're trying to help people, you know, we're pulling out our own hair, trying to help people who don't want to be helped a lot of mm -hmm. the time is what it feels like. And, you know, leading a horse to water and he doesn't know how to drink, I, but the problem is drinking. That was a bad analogy. Analogy. Anyway, my point is, you know, that oh, the I horse just, knows how to drink. <laughs> we have a lot of, you know, messaging about like, please get sober. You have to get sober. We want our loved ones to get sober. And even though it can feel really counterintuitive, sometimes that messaging can really push people away mm -hmm. because the idea of getting sober is so insurmountable when you are at rock bottom that what you need is someone who's going to hug you and love you no matter what you choose to use. And building that love and trust and compassion and, and somebody who cares is what leads people to the recovery of their choice, whether that is sobriety or not. But I just think sobriety is an unrealistic goal when we look at all of the psychotropic treatments for mental health, everything from antidepressants to psilocybin to, you know, medication-assisted treatment for opioid use disorder. So I digress, but recovery is a big, fun topic that I think we just need to have um, a more open mind to what that can look like for people and for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that... You know, the the broader the definition, the more successful you'll be, you know. That's one way to look at it. Oh, I, <laughs> but, yeah, I love that. And, you know, and you, we also here on Chemical World, we talk about, yeah, chemicals of all kinds. So I think August and overdose awareness is an important subject um, because so our 2021 official data for overdose deaths in Colorado and across the nation is still not out yet. Uh, okay. Maybe it has something to do with this labor shortage. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> you know, we we are pretty well aware um, in our communities that we're losing people to fentanyl at an alarming rate. We're losing people to cocaine that's contaminated with fentanyl. You know, we hear reports of meth, MDMA, obviously heroin and fake pills. And, you know, we've even heard stories of cannabis being laced with Fentanyl, and I want to, you know, be a critical thinker here and realize that there are actually a lot of other things out there, not just fentanyl, um, mm -hmm. and and things that could be sold legally, like kratom, that could be leading to overdoses. So we really need to look at the broad picture of what all, you know, someone is taking, what all is in someone's house, and we don't have any like actual substantiated data of 
cannabis being contaminated. We also don't have a ton of substantiated data of stimulants being contaminated. So again, like the data doesn't really help us. We just need to be aware of, you know, the tools and resources like Narcan that can keep us safe. We have fentanyl test strips, but again, there are other things out there that those won't detect. And I just think the Narcan and, you know, having a a safety buddy is like the number one thing we can do. So of course, I'll keep everyone updated here on Chemical World and on High Rockies Harm Reduction's website and social media as we get that data out. But also that, you know, just opioids and fentanyl are just one kind of overdose. We mm-hmm. still lose people to prescription drugs of all kinds. We still lose people to alcohol. We still lose a lot of people to um, getting sober from alcohol and the withdrawal from alcoholism can kill you and you can get help and medications to avoid that. Um, and, you know, we see back in the day the stories of people who took too much ecstasy and um, basically didn't drink enough water there's just you can have an issue exactly Mm -hmm. from any chemical and so when we're talking about overdoses it's easy for us to get you know bogged down and and siloed in in the fentanyl conversation but again any illegal or prescription drug or drug sold in the store has its risks and benefits right yeah and a lot of it is just about education and you know, finding the resources. And, you know, there's different, like, High Rockies Harm Reduction has um, fentanyl test strips, but you can also find other testing kits for your drugs if you're curious about other things in your drugs other than uh, fentanyl, you know? Yeah, exactly. There's also other weird stuff in there, so. (laughs) Yeah, and it's hard because sometimes you need, like, a different dip strip per substance and Mm -hmm. sometimes we don't even know what all lethal chemicals we're looking for but that's true and we're working on you know having more advanced drug checking methods but Dance Safe is a really cool organization. DanceSafe.org is where the public oh, cool. can also purchase drug testing kits for a variety of drugs. You can purchase fentanyl test strips there, but I would highly encourage you call or email me, and I can get them to you for free. Yeah, that's awesome, and that's that's just so important. And as as the summer is still continuing and the partying is still happening, like you know, we don't want to discourage anyone from having fun and having a good time. We just want people to be safe. So test your drugs. Before you take them. (laughs) Yes, people have the right to medicate however they want and recreate however they want. And we just want people to do it safely so they can continue being the amazing parts of our society that I know they are. Mm -hmm. So uh, another part. Go ahead, Kenna. (laughs) Well, no, I just was going to say that's what part of a well-rounded person, you know, someone who can take drugs and be um, a healthy part of society. <laughs> yeah, work hard, play hard. And that I always think of in the AA preamble, to those who can do it, we salute you. Yeah. <laughs> um, for those who have tried, we come on in. Um, yeah. So uh, we have so much going on for August and Overdose Awareness Month and really trying to draw attention to all the different kinds of overdoses that happen and people who survive overdoses. We did get one reported Narcan reversal from mm-hmm. a festival this summer and you know like at KDNK they say for every one person that calls imagine a hundred are listening right uh-huh. so not everyone reports when Narcan gets used and so to get that reported from a festival was huge yeah. and we're so grateful for that and all throughout the month of August on High Rockies Harm Reductions Facebook and Instagram this is our second annual 31 Days of Overdose campaign and so I'm sharing different stories of people who have overdosed celebrities friends, articles in the news. Um, You know, we've had a lot of scary stories happening all over Colorado. We lost a couple teenagers in Durango within the past year to fentanyl overdoses, and we lost five people in Commerce City to 
what was believed to be fentanyl-contaminated cocaine. So for those kind of stories and more, feel free, please, (laughs) go follow us on social media. And if you have a story of someone you've lost or someone who's survived an overdose, we'd love to hear about it and feature it and just generally connect with you. So that is the number one thing you can do for August is go check out our Facebook and Instagram because we have stuff going on every day. We're going to have more events throughout the month and you can find out about our ongoing events. So I've been doing a lot of educational panels across the state this year and we're trying to kind of duplicate this in as many communities as possible where I've been doing a lot of Narcan and overdose prevention education. I'm excited at the conference on Thursday that I'm going to be talking more about harm reduction and kind of, again, going back to the multiple pathways to recovery. And I'm excited to, we've been talking about, you know, syringe services and Narcan for a long time. And I'm excited to kind of kick it up a notch and start talking about even more progressive components of harm reduction and what we're seeing, um, not just internationally, but in some parts of America and how we can potentially duplicate some evidence-based things going on. On Monday the 15th, There is an opioid abatement conference. I think this is their first annual happening in Denver. That's Monday the 15th and Tuesday the 16th. I believe that is also a registered event, but it is going to be presented virtually and in person. So you can attend this virtually. And I will be speaking on a panel on Monday afternoon. But that whole conference is sure to have a lot of really good information about what is going on in the world of, you know, opioid mitigation and overdose crisis response. And then one big event that I don't want to forget to share, I'm sure we'll be adding more, and I definitely want people to check it out on social media and our website and stay in touch because we're always doing different stuff out in the community. We're at farmer's markets. We've got our pop-up satellite services scheduled throughout the valley for August and September. We have locations in Basalt, Rifle, Carbondale, Glenwood, Debeck. for now, (laughs) and we'll be re-adding some up valley locations soon, but on Sunday, August 21st, which I believe is now um, a fentanyl awareness day specifically, there is going to be an overdose and fentanyl awareness event at Crown Mountain Park in Elgebel. This is, again, we did this last year too. This is put on Uh by Kath Adams, the incomparable Kath and Ashley Adams and Aperture of Hope. And there will be a Narcan training by yours truly. There will be a bunch of speakers, including myself, from the community talking about their experiences with addiction, overdose, and recovery. And there will be a remembrance walk as well. Cool. Um, Is... Janelle, do you know if Jan- I don't Jam know. and Janelle? I don't <laughs> know if Jam and Janelle is going to be there this year. Okay. I need to I know I, she was there last year. So. Yeah, she did. She spoke last year, and she's another just amusing, amazing community advocate. And her and I have been working on some fun stuff this year, but we both um, hit out and did not attend Mountain Fair this year. So we're, our, we're planning to reconnect soon. But it's funny because a lot of people I talk to um, and they're sharing their stories. It's funny because then it'll turn out that they're speaking at this event. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, great. See you there. So there's definitely going to be a lot of really cool community stories again. You know, last year, yeah, we had Janelle. We had John Bruna. Uh, Sonia Lindman was there. Just okay. some amazing storytellers. And so this year we'll have that again. The Narcan training, um, community resource tables, and then a remembrance walk. And I believe the walk will be um, at 530. I think the event starts around 4. But again, if you you go to our website, hierarchiesharmreduction.com. Check out our service schedule. There's flyers and links to all our upcoming events. Awesome. And if you're just tuning in to Katie and Kay, this is Chemical World with Kenna Crampton and Maggie Seldine. 
Welcome. If you're just tuning in, we are just discussing that August is Overdose Awareness Month. So uh, be aware of that. And there are some great stories on High Rockies Harm Reduction's um, Facebook and Instagram. I really enjoyed the one with uh, Billie Holiday mm. and um, and uh, Judy Garland. Julie, Judy Garland. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> like, I know her name. <laughs> but my dog. Um, I really enjoy that one. And then but there's tons, you know, Tom Petty. And then there's some more personal ones of people that you knew personally. And um, it's really awesome. So it's worth a check and a like. Thank you. Yeah, I was really <laughs> surprised and pleased by the reaction I got from a lot of people last year when I did this campaign that people really appreciated the in-depth stories and looks. And it's not just this person died from an overdose, but it's, you know, illustrating A, all the different kinds of drugs that people overdose on and B, the real in-depth stories of how the overdose happened because it's not just like an independent event in most situations, most people, well, and I shouldn't say most, a lot of people struggle with mental health issues, struggle with addiction for years prior to overdosing and dying. And then now what we're seeing more and more is, you know, people who are truly opioid naive, young people taking medications that they think are safe that are actually, you know, contaminated with fentanyl. But I love, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I love the, um, Billie Holiday, Judy Garland comparison. And last mm-hmm. year I did them separately. And this year I put them together on one day to really show the juxtaposition of, in my opinion, two you know, American icons, music icons, divas in their own right for all of eternity, right? And two women who were both kind of forced into addiction by society, by their culture, by their, you know, business and were treated completely differently. One, the white woman was idolized and held up on a pedestal and always had access to her drugs and died of an overdose. The other one, criminalized, followed around by the FBI. I think that Billie Holiday even had a boyfriend who was an informant at one point. Like, Mm. they were giving her such a hard time. And this is um, from a book, Chasing the Scream, is an amazing book by Johan Hari. He also has some TED Talks. And it basically chronologizes the war on drugs starting with the de- basically the criminalization of opioids and marijuana in the United States and Harvey Anslinger and all that. And so it really follows the war on drugs and it takes on so many different perspectives. It's an amazing book. And that's where I learned this story of Billie Holiday. Um, but you can find this out if you Google it, that she died in a hospital handcuffed to a bed, denied medication that could have saved her life because she was withdrawing from opioid and and alcohol. So it's such a, they're both tragic stories, but it really also illustrates the racial inequity that is inherent in, I mean, our system, period, mm-hmm. but in the drug war specifically. Yeah. Well, and the drug war is almost just a um, a vehicle for the systemic racism that has continued to happen throughout the country. But... That's another topic for well, another day. I recommend you <laughs> Not read. to just brush that off. Not to I, just brush that off. No, but I recommend you read that. Chasing the Screen because mm-hmm. it's a huge topic. It's not something that yeah. we can really, you know, yeah, we, we couldn't even into. do a, yeah, 26 minutes or whatever. To, like, it wouldn't even, like. But the book is great because it really does kind of address that the racial biases of this one person guided how the drug war went from then on. And those judgments, and now those judgments are our judgments. And even I, 
I, my new therapist asked me if I was a hypocrite the other day and she I'm really like I didn't take offense to it I was like yeah 100 percent. who's not yeah mm-hmm. um and I think that that's such a problem with like how our minds work I don't know what it is but like we do have I think we all have this problem with judgment and passing judgment on each other and passing judgment on ourselves and I just know I'm somebody who it, what I think what came out in that conversation was like I don't want to be like my parents and my parents were drug addicts and alcoholics when I was growing up so I do have judgments on myself even though like I wouldn't judge someone else and then sometimes you know the things like that I don't care that I did I would judge someone else for doing like Mm -hmm. I don't do that anymore but I did it for years and I'm gonna judge you now that you're doing it like that's something I'm aware of and work against and I think it's something that's kind of like natural and that is kind of part of the propaganda from the drug war is that we do see people who use drugs as like morally failing or, you know, burnouts or whatever it is, whatever these negative judgments are when in reality we all use drugs. Mm-hmm. And that's again why I think sober is like a dirty word and I know like I'm being a little ridiculous sometimes with this but like caffeine is a drug sugar is a drug benzodiazepines are drugs cannabis is a drug cocaine is a plant that grows in the ground and so is heroin so if we use that argument for cannabis like Mm -hmm. that's most drugs are derived from plants and most people utilize some form of psychoactive substance and those psychoactive substances could be a part of your recovery So I know in the past couple episodes, I've been talking about my dabbling in psychoactive substances, even though like at this point in my recovery, like acetaminophen extra strength gets me super high and I'm like so sensitive to it. But, you know, I don't use opioids anymore. I don't use stimulants anymore other than cigarettes and caffeine. And I don't drink alcohol anymore, but I use cannabis and now I'm using ketamine, which I was never once even offered on the streets, but now I get it from a doctor, but I associate it primarily as an illegal Mm -hmm. drug, right? So I just think, and then I have judgments on myself about that as part of my recovery because I have this little voice on my shoulder saying, well, you need to be 100% sober to be in recovery, you know? Well, and that kind of goes back to just the, that we, in in the society, we think so much about recovery as a 12-step program that keeps you abstinent from everything. And that's just, I think that that's also ingrained in us very much. And so I was listening to something about 12-step programs, and this woman was saying that she went to one in Europe, and they even said that she couldn't use her antidepressant, which Mm. she was sort of like, well, I'm sorry, but that's what's helping me stay where I want to be in my sobriety. So, you know, and that's in Europe. And, you know, I definitely think around here, I I don't know, honestly, I shouldn't even say anything because I don't actually know. I haven't been to a 12-step meeting in a good, like, four years. So I don't know. Um, But I think that that's definitely something that's important to people's you know, sanity. And I think it's if they a, need their psychology. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I think it's important to find the right group. And a group, mm-hmm. a support group should be dictated by the people in the group, right? Mm-hmm. So there are groups that are very closed off to any substances, and that's great and good for them. And there are groups that are kind of more open and you know, it it's it works if you work it. 
and you're worth it. <laughs> my, um, I actually, and, and I'm sorry, but almost every single thing that they say in AA is so true. Oh, yeah. I just like every, like anything that you hear, like you're just no, like, the mantras, oh man, it's so true. And so take true. what you like and leave the rest. Mm-hmm. Like the mantras, which yeah. is an AA mantra. Totally. And I've always loved the serenity prayer has always been my favorite. I just totally. drop the beginning part of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, you know, want the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference, but nobody else has to be involved with it but me. But yeah. uh, I, my friend was telling me, you know, when we talk about getting sober too, it's like AA will get you sober if you go and do everything they say, but you need to find the pathway and the group and whatever it is that works right for you. Whatever the medications, whatever the pathway, it's just got to work right for you. So there's a ton of opportunities to come learn more about multiple pathways of recovery, learn more about the overdose epidemic. We'll be at Crown Mountain Park on the 21st from 4 to 7, I believe, and just shoot me an email, give me a call, maggie at hierarchiesharmreduction.com, and check out Hierarchies Harm Reduction on Facebook, Instagram, and on the World Wide Web, and we'll hope to see you out there. That's awesome. And um, we, this is Chemical World, and we will be back um, the, uh, on September 12th, and that will be Recovery Awareness Month, and it's also Suicide Awareness Month, so um, be ready for that. And like Maggie said, um, follow High Rockies Harm Reduction and Katie and Kay on Instagram and Facebook. And um, if you want to hear past episodes, go to katieandkay.org. And remember, and, or wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> and remember, you don't have to be sober <laughs> to keep your community clean. Have a great afternoon. Happy Monday. Yay. We are living in a chemical world, and I am a chemical girl, you know we are living.